Hey, it's the fourth week of Lent, and I'm not even going to lie, the Lenten series this year is kind of tanking. Just my listenership has gone down, and yet Anchor has changed to Spotify for podcasters, and so there's a couple new features, and it actually says there's 115 people following me on Spotify. I mean, that's kind of cool, right? So, hello, 115 people. Plug in and listen. This is good stuff, I think. But, you know, we tend to measure things in numbers. And we're going to talk about some numbers today as we go through um, the epistle for the fourth week of Lent. And this, when I say the epistle for the fourth week in Lent, is one of apparently a couple choices of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Lutheran liturgical calendar. And I pick that because it's the church that I go to. And while sometimes I butt heads with some of the man-made rules and some of the in-the-box kind of thinking, I do love it. And overall, the big message is on point a triune God, a risen Lord Jesus Christ, and professing with your mouth and believing with your heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior and winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? So let's talk about community this week. I clearly title all my podcasts, and this one is titled Let's Get Together, and you'll find out in a moment. But of course, when I'm typing it, then my brain instantly goes back to the original Parent Trap with Haley Mills, starring as twins, which is hilarious, kind of like Lindsay Lohan did in the remake. But what the remake didn't have that the original had was the song, Let's Get Together, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I don't really know the rest of the words, um, although I think I could come up with it. So I'm thinking maybe it was because I haven't been singing that I'm not getting the listenership. I'm not worried about it because as long as Susie and Paul continue to listen and vie for the number one spot, which... Sorry, everybody. Susie's my sister. She's probably going to maintain that spot. But Paul, Brian, Becca, Leah, Judy, Leslie, Trudy. Oh, my gosh. Tons of you are vying for spot number two. Paul kind of has an edge. He's sent me gifts. I'm just saying bribery gets you everywhere. Anyways, not required. This is all for the good of the cause, right? And so let's talk a little bit about the epistle. And the epistle is New Testament. So not 
most of the time we think of the New Testament as before Christ, but when you celebrate and worship a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, it is one God with those three components, right? That sounds weird to call them components, but the three persons into one God, they are all God, and each of them sort of have their own role. I always explained it sort of like um, you might be a spouse, a friend, and a sibling. And so you're still one person though, right? So one God, those three components. So you can't really say the New Testament is the Jesus part, but it is the Christ on earth as a human part and beyond. So very much Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels, the story of Christ. And then starting with Acts and beyond through Revelation, it is called the epistles. Not even sure what epistle means, but I might have to do a little homework on that. Anyways, there was two choices, and I decided to look up the Acts choice only because we're studying that in Zoom Bible study, and we've already talked about it. So I chose... Acts 2, and it's 41 through 47. And here is what it says. And I thought it was interesting because it has a subhead called the believers meet together. But quite honestly, 41 is the very last two verses, 41 and 42, of another section that says, Peter preaches to a crowd. So those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church, about 3,000 in all. They joined with other believers and devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, sharing in the Lord's Supper and in praying. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together constantly and shared everything they had. They sold their possessions, and they shared the proceeds with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their group those who were being saved. Pretty cool, right? This is very much that early church kind of circumstance. I think the majority of people who listen to this podcast are churchgoers. I always encourage somebody who doesn't go to church or might not be a believer or, you know, anything in between. I don't want to label people with different names, but 
maybe you're just disheartened by church. Maybe you don't have really the interest in what it has to offer. So I, that was part of the reason that I picked this. And for those of us who do go to church, like we need to ask our friends who don't go to church, like what would appeal to them? Like, how do we, how do we do what Paul did, which was increase the number of people that want to be part of the church. Now, what I think is interested is those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church, about 3,000 in all. And I think they're really being specific in terms of you are either a Jew or a Gentile. And so if you've listened to Peter and you've said, oh my gosh, I want Jesus to be my savior, and you profess it with your mouth and you believe it in your heart and you're saved for that, your next response is baptism. And in that baptism, the Holy Spirit works all kinds of amazing things. And then they made a decision that they're going to be part of this group, Church with a capital C. Because this is way before, this is when there's one denomination. Church with a capital C, they often called it the way with a capital W, meaning like following Jesus's way. And at some point it is, I think it's in Acts, it is even labeled as a Christian, a follower of Christ. And the interesting thing is, is now there's some denominations that call themselves Christians because they say that they follow Christ, which they very well could. But really the big separation is the believing that Jesus is God and that he died on the cross and rose again, resurrected, and then ascended back to heaven. So God the Father comes down in human form as Jesus, representing as the Son of God to show us how to worship the Father. Jesus then leaves the Holy Spirit with us so he would remain. So God would always be with us, right? And so how do we get people to want to meet together? And so that's where then the next sort of paragraph starts with a deep sense of awe came over them and the apostles performed many miracle signs and wonders. And we don't see a lot of miracle signs and wonders these days, and yet we do. I just think we often write it off as um, modern medicine or luck or all kinds of things. And yet God writes our story, every single sentence of it. And what seems like coincidence 
is absolute divine intervention. And we can't always explain it, and it doesn't always go the way we think we should, but God is 100% present there. And so definitely when you see a miracle, there is, you are, your faith strengthens, right? So if you're not seeing any miracles and wonders, maybe that's preventing people from wanting to meet together. But I liked the next sentence. It says, and all the believers met together constantly and shared everything they have. They had. How awesome would it be to share everything you have? I think we live in a world that's pretty materialistic. And sometimes it's difficult to part with our money and our possessions. But boy, if we were a little bit more of the abundance mentality, the world would be a way better place. So maybe that's what we need to do as the people of God and as members of church. And anybody who's listening that doesn't love to go to church or is not interested in church or if churches somehow hurt you or offended you, I would love to hear from you. It's you can email me at hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com. Hippie is H I P P I E and then who cares W H O C A R E S at gmail.com. So hippie Christian who cares. Oh, I forgot the Christian part in there. C H R I S T I A N. So hippie Christian who cares. It's like a full sentence at gmail.com. I ask in absolute sincerity because I like meeting together with other other Christians. Um, there's something about being in the presence of people who love God that edify and make my faith stronger and build me up and all kinds of good things. And so sharing what we have like the people in the um, early church happens, but not quite like it did here. Cause the next verse says they sold their possessions and they shared the proceeds with those in need. I bet lots of people listening have donated, written a check, um, Venmoed, um, done a kick, not a kickstart, but a GoFundMe, um, signed up like via credit card online um, for a donation. I bet a lot of us have done that. But has anybody ever sold something important and then given the money to someone in need? Like that's a pretty big deal. So meeting together constantly, or at least often with other believers, other people that share your faith, and it doesn't have to be all Lutheran or all Catholic or all non-denom, like mix it up. Talk to your Baptist friends, talk to your Methodist friends, talk to your 
I believe in Jesus, friends, but I'm not affiliated with an institution, friends. Like, talk to your yoga-loving friend who's beautifully spiritual to find out what's going on with them. Like, there are so many ways to talk to people that have a spiritual faith. And I know some people get really freaked out about that. But when we talk about the things that were alike, in doing so, the things that we are different, that gap starts to close a little bit. And I think when you start sharing the, the beauty of our Jesus that becomes pretty appealing, just like all the people who listened to Peter and wanted to be part of church with a capital C. So they meet together often. They share everything they have. They even sell stuff to give to people in need. And they worship together. They worshiped together at the temple each day, and then they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of people. Well, that is a packed sentence, am I right? So they worshiped together at the temple, and the temple is definitely their Jewish tradition. And so I'm imagining that they're still doing a lot of the traditions that were part of their culture. Makes total sense, right? We do that as church members all the time. Lutherans have a specific way of doing stuff. I imagine Baptists have a way of doing stuff. I imagine Methodists do. I can say this because I've been to a Baptist church and a Methodist church, and even a non-denom has a, a methodology that they use. And so if you've done this for years and years and years, and even though you have a revelation of something Christ has put on your heart, and you might do it a little bit differently, you're probably going to incorporate some of those traditions. So they worship together in the temple each day, and then they met in the homes for the Lord's Supper. So this is a pretty new thing. Because remember, <clears throat> on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave thanks, gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body shed for you, in the same way he took the cup and drank it, I, I mean, and gave thanks, and said, this is the this is the blood of the covenant shed for you, and I'm probably getting that a little bit wrong do this in remembrance of me. So take the bread, take the wine, and remember that God sacrificed, that Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross. And he said, this is my body. This is my blood. It is true body and true blood for us for the forgiveness of our sins and for our salvation. And I love that. I, it's so sacred to me and so holy. And so they are doing this, not in the temple, but in their homes. 
kudos to that. And I think there should be more of that. And I think the church gets real stressed out about that because I think they want to make sure that people understand what it is. And I think as adults, you can get a pretty quick understanding of that. And, and for me and my belief, I am all about everybody's welcome. It's not what we do. It's what Christ does for us. And yes, there is, Paul speaks of doing it for the right reason and evaluating yourself and making sure you're instructed in it. But if you are coming to the Lord's table to receive his true body and his true blood, I'm like, welcome, join me, please. So I love that they're doing that. And then they're just sharing a meal together. And it adds with great joy and generosity. So people are probably contributing to the meal. They are, they are enjoying it with great joy. I love, love, love that. It reminds me of my friend Bill DeVellos, who now lives with Jesus. And to fellowship at dinner with others was high praise. It was sitting down with people that he loved and he wanted to feed because that is true fellowship. And he did it with great joy and generosity. My goodness, if you said, wow, this calamari is really delicious. And I say calamari because it's very Greek. And because of Bill DeVellos, I just know good calamari now. And so fresh, delicious Greek calamari. Oh my goodness. Chef's kiss is all I'm going to say. So, so good. So great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of people. We can praise God even when we're out to dinner with friends. We can praise God when we have a barbecue in our backyard. We can praise God when we're having beers at the local saloon slash tavern slash bar, whatever you want to call it, you can still praise God in all of those circumstances and enjoy the goodwill of all people. The section ends, in fact, the whole chapter ends with, and each day the Lord added to their group those who are being saved. Notice that it says the Lord added to their group those who are being saved. It wasn't the responsibility of Peter or John or any of the apostles. It wasn't the responsibility of the host of whoever's home it was or the hostess. That was the Lord's responsibility. The Lord added to their group those who were being saved. And I think what happens in this amazing formula of church is that that fellowship of 
signs and wonders and sharing everything you have and selling possessions and giving to those in need, the worship that happens, the Lord's Supper, like the sacrament of communion is present. Sharing meals and generosity and good food and fellowship, all while praising God and enjoying people's goodwill, people's willingness to want to be kind and be good and be generous and share like good, good stuff. Like what a formula for church. And I think we need to do that because when we do, the Lord is at work and people will come to know Jesus. And I, and for me, that's what's important is I just, I just want to share the God that I know, the friend I have in Jesus Christ, the almighty God I have in God the Father, and this constant presence of the Holy Spirit with people I know and I meet and I love and I encounter because that is the best thing you can give anyone. And I I remember a time when somebody was talking about, you know, do you accept Christ as your personal savior, which was interesting to me because I'm like, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I always have believed in Jesus. I've never not known Jesus because I luckily had a mom and dad that were Jesus followers. And my mom was a little bit of a Jesus freak like I am. So yeah, or I guess I'm like she is. So yeah, I've always believed in Jesus. But there is this interesting personal side of things. It is when you really are into it. I don't even know how to explain it because I don't want to make it sound hokey. But I know that when somebody asked me, do you accept Jesus as your personal savior? I was like, it will change your life. That's what they said. And I was thinking, well, I don't want to change my life. I like my life. I have a good life. I don't why, but I want to change my life. And so there was a little bit of nervousness that came because I thought, well, does this mean that I have to turn into some like crazy TV evangelist or do I have to start knocking on people's doors and carrying a Bible with me everywhere? You know, does it mean I can't have fun anymore? Oh my gosh. Remember, these people were sharing meals with great joy. So no, of course, that it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you are now friends with Jesus. How, I mean, that sounds super plain and simple, right? But I have lots of good friends. And so if I were to introduce you to my friend, Paul, or my friend, Brian, or my friend, Bob, and why did I pick three guys? Because they're all good listeners. That's why people, but my friend, Leslie or Trudy, like if I were to introduce you to any one of them, I would say, 
oh my gosh, meet my friend Trudy. She's hilarious. She's a, she is so dedicated and smart and friendly and funny, and you are going to love her. And Leslie is sweet and gentle and kind. And Paul is awesome and so cool and fun to be around. And he's got a wit like crazy. Brian, oh my gosh, he is a servant like no other servant and would do anything for anyone just about any time of day. Of course, I can't say enough about my sister because I love her so much, but legit, sometimes she can outserve me on a level that is truly goodwill and kindness. Um, people that have been in pretty serious need and serious help and not afraid to help them, even if it means, you know, getting your hands dirty and, you know, digging somebody straight out of the mud. You know what I'm saying? And I know that there's other listeners like Phyllis, who's got a few years of experience in helping people and has done a lifetime of goodwill. I say all of that because as a church, instead of worrying about whether somebody's going to join the church, we should worry more about sharing this amazing Jesus with others. I'm cracking up because I feel a little bit like that last sentence was sort of in super slow-mo and I think my brain was thinking faster than what my mouth could say and it all started to slow down. So sorry that I am crazy and sometimes my thought goes in a pattern that is not linear but y'all seem to follow along pretty good and you seem to get the message that God wants you to hear out of it. So thank you, Jesus, for that. I think my next point was lost in me rambling on, but honestly, what I wanted to say was all of that was sort of from this churchy sort of point of view because I can't be somebody I'm not. I like to go to church and I'm not, I'm not even like embarrassed of it. I'm proud of it. I, I think church is a great place and yet I think we can do better. And I think I often offend people at my own church when I say that. And sometimes when I try to do something weird and crazy, it doesn't always get met with open arms and that's okay too. We'll just keep trying, but no doubt God put this scripture in front of me on purpose. And I just think that verse 41 through 47 in Acts 2 is six verses, if I'm doing the math right, of pretty simplistic ways of being in community. 
And I said, let's talk about community and then really just talked about these verses in church. But that's what church is. Church is a community and it's a community with inside of a building. But the idea is that then that community that gets nourished and fed in that building takes all of that out into a larger community outside of that building. Oh my goodness, if we would just practice what we preach, right? And don't get me wrong, like we are all saints in that building and we are also all sinners. And we live this crazy sort of double life, so to speak, as a saint and a sinner. And how do we do it? Only with the help of Jesus. Like if it wasn't for Christ on the cross, died and buried and descended into hell and rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven after spending 40 days on earth and witnessing to over 500 people, my goodness, that's how we can be a saint and a sinner at the same time. Like we're just stuck in that sinner mode, but thank you, Jesus, for wiping that slate clean on a daily basis. I'm going to fly through the takeaways in these six verses. Meet with other people. Share. Share your stuff and your money. Give to people who need it. And, and practice that abundance mentality. Worship with others. Partake in the Lord's Supper. Share meals together with great joy. Have fun while you're doing it, right? And be generous. Praise God. Make sure to give thanksgiving and gratitude, which are pretty much the same thing. But spend time praising God. You know, do you need to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya? Kind of, yes, but not necessarily that. But I said kind of, yes, because I'm like, wow, I'm in if you do that. But spend time giving thanks to God and praying over that meal and pointing to where all good things come from. And then enjoy that goodwill, that goodwill that comes only from God, that is centered around God's goodness. I think that is a way of doing church on your own before you ever even step into the building of the church. But that sense of community is also worth reminding the institution of church how we can do things better and how we can continue to share Jesus with everyone. And you know, if they decide not to worship at the church that you go to, that's okay. If they decide not to hang out with you and worship and praise God with you, that's okay. Plant the seed and see where it takes everyone. Hey friends, don't forget that last verse. 
And each day the Lord added to the group those who were saved. It's not our job to save anybody. Our job is just to share the love of Christ Jesus with everyone. Jesus said it so perfectly that there are the two greatest commandments, love God and love people. So who are you going to meet with? Who are you going to eat with and share the Lord's Supper with and give your stuff to and some money to and help the needy? Go have some fun. Enjoy that fellowship and enjoy the goodwill of others and enjoy this absolutely amazing fourth week of Lent. Love you guys.